Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Blair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. I'm really excited to share this conversation with you today with Joseph. He reached out to me after he heard me on, I think it was the Tinfoil Hat podcast, right? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, just to talk about some of the cool experiences he's had, what he's learned around navigating like the system, the matrix, the way that it can cause us to feel depressed, things like that. And, you know, his awakening to some of what's really going on here. So Joseph lives and works in London. He's a father of two and a husband, and he became very interested in the great awakening. I'm more aware of his spirituality since COVID hit, which as hard as it has been, has also been a great catalyst for the spiritual awakening on a mass Mm -hmm. level globally. So Hi, Joseph. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Amy. Hey, thank you for, me, for having me on. It's a great pleasure to, to speak to you and, and to help with, uh, you know, describing my journey, I, I guess. I d- did hear you on the Sam Trip a Tinfoil Hat podcast, and that was a, a really good podcast. And really, um, I've listened to the ones since, and it's been really good to hear other people's journeys. And it's, it's great work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I would love to hear about, you know, what, what kind of brought you into this place of feeling like you have, you know, some awakening, whatever degree you consider yourself to have along the constant unfolding awakening journey, like what, what sort of like woke you up from the slumber that so many of us are in? Or do you feel like you always were kind of aware of it? Goodness me. Um, it's, there's, there's probably a few steps in the progress, but I think the biggest catalyst for me probably was um, looking back. I'd, I guess you're aware of, <laughs> of um, the, whole, the Brexit thing going on in the, in the UK, obviously, and quite a shocking moment for me. And I think like a lot of my friends, I did not think that uh, <laughs> we would be leaving the EU and I was very pro-EU and I was also very, um, this is back in 2016, very pro kind of when there was Obama and David Cameron kind of in the, the uh, you know, respective uh, leaders. Um, I, I was very much of that mindset. I think like like a lot of people. But when Brexit happened, which I was not predicting at all, I thought it'd be like a tw- 80% would be, you know, pro leaving, keeping in the EU. And then when Donald Trump won, I was quite shaken by all that. And I think quite a lot of people were, obviously, not obviously, but it was quite a shaking quite a weird year yeah. <laughs> yeah so I did probably spend some of the following couple of years kind of trying to understand it and I I may have gone online and and said a few things on on Twitter that I now regret but uh, ultimately <laughs> I was certainly trying to understand what, what was going on and probably took me a couple of years before I started to 2019 that I had the sort of moment where I thought maybe I'm the one that's wrong. <laughs> maybe there's something I'm not quite getting here because I didn't, I still, I was talking to a lot of people in the UK that had voted for Brexit and trying to understand them. And rather than shutting them down, I was like, asking them questions and trying to understand where they came from. And it wasn't, it took, took a while, but eventually I did start to think something's not quite right here. And it kind of coincided with instances of on YouTube where you go down that kind of, you know, watch one video, then another. And it was, I was watching stuff about the pyramids and how they were built and how that, that couldn't have been by, you know, people, <laughs> slaves with Bronze Age tools. And this is also looking at various videos on the UFO phenomenon and trying to understand that. So those sort of three things sort of culminated together. And I really just, just decided to start doing some actual research into these things. And from about, I guess, March 2019 till now, so it's about two years now, I've been on this, on this search for knowledge. And it's turned my world upside down, really, has um, in terms of like I am very much now understand. I, I would like would like to say I'm a Trump supporter in a, in a sense, but obviously in the UK I can't vote for him in any way. But I was definitely 
switched complete sides on that. And I'd almost say I'm completely switched sides with Brexit. I'm definitely understand the anti-EU sentiment, but, you know, it's, it's, it's more complicated, I think. But ultimately, I understand that now. So that's probably the journey most near term in terms of sort of wakening. But um, I, I would like to add sort of prior to that, and maybe something that helped me on my journey was that a big moment for a lot of people, I think, was the, the Twin Towers, um, the 9-11 incident. For me, it wasn't something that woke me up, but about, I can't remember, I think it was about 20, uh, sorry, 2007, got uh, on Facebook, a, a, a sent a message by a friend that was basically an article showing that the Twin Towers had fallen by controlled demolition. And now, obviously, it's, it's a long time since then, and people still believe the official narrative. But I questioned that straight away, and I thought, because I, I studied, studied physics at university, and not that you have to study physics, but, you know, yeah. it was the first thing that was like, that does not make sense, actually, looking at it again with fresh eyes. So I kind of started to look into that. And following 2007, I'd certainly felt that there was something not quite right about the official narrative of 9-11. But for me, it still could have, I still entertained the idea there was still some form of terrorist attack. It just wasn't the same as what the media was saying. So I kind of found a middle ground between the two worlds of the media's lying, but also this kind of weird world where those that you look up to are actually, you know, actually trying to kill you. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so I think that certainly helped me when it came to 2016 to start to think maybe there's something not quite right about my own belief systems and, and, t- and took me on that journey. Mm-hmm. And then like, how has it impacted you? Does, do you feel like in terms of the awakening, do you feel like it is a spiritual awakening or it's more like a cognitive, like adjustment to more accurate awareness rather than, you know, a bunch of lies. (laughs) So it's funny. I've, I've talked to a few people who other awakened individuals, I'd like to say, and Actually, my, my father was one of them, and he was someone who was telling me some weird stuff. Now, I'll just call him a bit crazy uh, for a few years until I found out what he was on about. But he went down the path of he went down the path of looking into sort of Buddhism and meditation and uh, oneness, and he went down the spiritual route for about probably a decade before he woke up to what's the deep state and all this. So he went down that route, whereas I went down the more knowledge-based route so I kind of worked worked out something's not quite right here and just dived in with like as much knowledge as possible and uh, I don't know if I can regurgitate it all right now but there's I've probably watched so many hours of and read so many books and watched hours of videos of all this stuff and it's absolutely it's massive but he I think we both kind of uh, to to contrast we've both gone down different routes but got to the same point Mm. and and certainly in when I was listening to various podcasts and things in, in 2020 and and before, I did get this sense that those two worlds really converged, that kind of conspiracy theorists, I hate the word conspiracy theorist, but truth seeker world yeah. where people are trying to um, navigate and fill in this jigsaw puzzle where half the pieces have, <laughs> have disappeared and the other, and they've been, you know, you've got jigsaw pieces from other jigsaws coming in, you're trying to piece the world together, that kind of truth seeker. And then you've got the people in the kind of spiritual awakening who are maybe channeling beings, learned about maybe the Palladians or whatever it is, those two worlds converged. And, and it was weird how sometimes you'd hear two people on, on podcasts that were coming from these two different worlds and they'd almost find um, there's a real symmetry in what they were saying. And it was that, that for me was a real confirmation that I was on the right track when I kind of saw those two worlds converge because that wouldn't happen if it was all nonsense, I thought. so. I agree. And I felt a similar validation because I probably took a path that would have been more similar to your father's where I just uh, went like through spiritual awakening in the sense that I just started to feel, I think that my earliest sense of that really made me start questioning reality was feeling time differently than only the temporal succession that we experience it to be. So obviously I experienced that too, because that's just part of being a human, but I was feeling like, Mm, an ability to 
impress on my own past and my own future and alter things from that, from the now moment and stuff that just made me feel nuts. So I had to understand that and try to like <laughs> prove to myself that I wasn't crazy, <laughs> which took a long time. Yeah. And, and this year, well, I, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was also similarly like a slow unfolding for me, like it, like you described for yourself of just starting to put pieces together. But this past year was sort of the nail in the coffin where I was like, mm-hmm, okay, it's time for me to learn just just exactly what kind of fuckery is going on here. But I had already been receiving all kinds of messages that we were being heavily manipulated, like from like a channeled kind of intuitive experience. And then to learn sort of the, the researched evidence supporting that was a total validation. And similarly to hear people who, again, more on the spiritual side who are channelers, channeling information that was matching up with all the people that are more like ground level researchers and feeling the convergence, the beautiful like interlocking convergence of those messages was like, oh yeah, well this, this all smacks of truth to me. Like it it all does. It's just two ways of receiving it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Talking about um, manifestation, it's not something that I kind of recognized growing up, but it, it just, just sparks back memory that I feel that with regards to I guess my current wife the two children I have the university I went to and the house that I'm currently in now all I feel I manifested those in a way even to the point where I had this weird about a year before I bought this house I had this weird vision of the front of the house and what would happen when I go through the front door and that pretty much tallies with what we've got now and it wasn't like I saw the house and it tallied up with the vision, but it all kind of materialized in that way. And it was, it just, it kind of validates that. I didn't realize I was doing it, but I was in a way manifesting what I, what I was looking for, for the next step. But yeah, just to, it's sort of something I wanted to, 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 to bring it when you went, when you mentioned about that ability, sort of the manifestation, that kind of time travel aspect to being able to sort of look into the future and then bring it, bring it to the now moment. Totally. Cause it's, it's, it's only our physical, the physical expression of ourselves that are locked into that temporal experience. Our consciousness can move around was what I, what I found. And I think that's what happens when people are manifesting your consciousness yeah. can travel into one of the stronger probabilities. And if you like can then match your own energy to that probability, it just like sinks right up to your body and like, you know, produces into your physical life yeah yeah mm-hmm. I'm really interested in, in, the, in the channeling side I'm since so I've kind of woken up I guess in the last couple of years I'm really kind of interested in it but I've it takes time I think to, to develop those those skills sort of working on that a little bit so day by day trying to sort of meditate more I, I would would like to say that I've been using binaural beats for quite some time that was my, my father introduced me to them uh, many years ago and I really found a lot from that. Maybe I'll I'll dive into a little bit about about my um, my past in that sense. Yeah. Growing up, I probably well I I did have quite a lot of depression sort of in my teen years. I think a lot like you know being a teenager is quite difficult. But um, I didn't have a lot of self esteem or a lot of I didn't really want to go out and play as much. I was really kind of bored at home and not really doing much in my life. Just kind of a sad thing to say, but what was what was holding me back was 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 kind of strange and I listened to um someone that was on your podcast not, not long ago who said that they had this kind of growing up this sort of this weird feeling that they had to they had to be a superman kind of person to to validate their to feel that they deserve their place on this planet and I, I kind of feel like I, I, that resonated me totally I just had this almost like from from the age of like six seven this feeling that I have to be this kind of almost superhero type person growing up just to make uh, make ends meet in terms of my own self-validation. Where that came from, I don't know why. I don't know if a lot of people have that, but that was certainly something that held me back because that kind of feeling that I wasn't good enough growing up. And it really does set you on that kind of <laughs> a difficult path when you have these kind of negative thoughts. So skipping through those those years... I did try a few things, including um, binaural beats, uh, which is something where I don't know if 
need to explain it, but it's, 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 I think what happens is that you have two different frequencies going into your ear and your, your brain kind of matches the kind of the difference between the frequencies. And that, that state kind of pushes you into a sort of, a sort of I think, is it delta, not delta, but the kind of gamma state or theta state, those, those lower energy levels where your brain is able to sort of, sort of a quick pass to meditation, but it is also a way of getting to those sort of deeper, deeper brain states. And whilst I was doing that, and this was more kind of at the, the time when I was at university, I was getting really kind of into some deep states. And I do remember this one moment when um, I was uh, lying there and I had this almost like, I think it's called Korea, this kind of moment where something le- feels like it's leaving your body a kind of a, and you feel really light inside. And it's hard to describe, but it, I did feel lighter. And that moment I felt was a, a real a moment when something left me some sort of I don't know if I say demonic thought process or whatever was going on but something I felt left me at the time and I think it was partly through the meditation of Banoa Beats also with certain mantras one I like to say a lot was let life let what happens be okay just say that to yourself because it's it's hard to to kind of it's <laughs> you see the world unfolding and you've just got to let it be whatever whatever happens and it's I'm kind of trying to reiterate that now whilst I um, see some of my <laughs> closest people including family members go and take the, the V the jab <laughs> and you, you know, try and embody that kind of let what happens be okay and just be compassionate um, so sort of skipping forward there but uh, that kind of mantra really helped me at that time and just sort of let go of those um, disabling belief systems so so yeah, that that's something that has really helped, and I've kept that going over the last, I guess, twenty years or so. It's been quite a long time, and I'm starting to get into sort of hemisync and various other things now, trying to trying to get get deep in deeper states. But if people are thinking about binaural beats, you know, I'd, I'd say you know I'd recommend them. Yeah, these things. Absolutely, I I love everything that you just shared because even though it can like maybe come across to a listener or even to yourself as like being you know kind of mundane to me it's so massively powerful to first of all to acknowledge that there is an aspect of yourself as a young person that felt such low self-worth that you had to I don't know had to identify with like a superhero kind of quality in order to justify your right to be here I feel like that is number one, I, I'm, this is just conjecture. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I do feel like that's a common, common experience insofar as kids, first of all, I think we know how magical we are, but we are receiving all this information that completely invalidates it. So it's like this confusing experience and some kids uh, deal with it by making a projection like an imaginary version of themselves that is you know like a total superhero badass kind of like it's like they they take all those parts that aren't getting acknowledged and create an alter ego out of it and in so doing kind of preserve their connection with all of that but I also think like that's the that's the product of like centuries of gaslighting we've received where we've just received this messaging over and over in in a gajillion different ways that we are not worthy that we're born sinners that we you know we fight all the time we overpopulate we pollute pollute the world we're ignorant we're all these terrible things and it just gets passed down and like kids are so sensitive and so impressionable that we just then like receive from the ethers of this like weird you know sense of self lack of self-worth which is the complete opposite of what's true I think like where we couldn't be more worthy if we tried it's just not possible we are the worthiest yeah. worthy and certainly in the last couple of years I've been signed to to think I would, I would like to know more about my past lives but I think there's a lot a large connection to past lives and my um, my Akashic record and yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot there to, to unfold and one of one of the things that uh, I've been wondering about is what my sole mission is I think everyone <laughs> in this, in I this get that a lot in my readings yeah, <laughs> yeah so, and I do wonder if, if my sole mission is to to unwind these karmic issues that I've had and 
slowly but surely trying yeah to get through them which doesn't sound doesn't sound like a big thing you want to be a bit more of a bit more of a person in the world and, and have a bit more of a voice and be be noticed but maybe that's maybe that's enough for me to just just to try and get through these and, and, and a lot of it is is going you know, a bit shadow work and going deep within and then finding a way to forgive forgive yourself and to find compassion somehow to release those those um those issues which just you seem to be born with and uh, but if you can get rid of them that's actually a great service to yourself and to humanity I think absolutely you, I I feel like you couldn't be more on the nose with that and like you know with I, unless I go into your Akashic records I can't know the specific the beautiful specificities of your soul mission but generally speaking I can say that that's what a lot of people's soul mission is it's it really is a, a whole bunch of us have come in with a higher level of consciousness than what has previously been the baseline level of consciousness for humanity. Meaning that as we inherit these patterns and these wounds and all this residual, you know, compounded collective PTSD, we have more of an awareness that it's not the right fit and therefore more of an inclination to try and work through it than previous generations did, which were more susceptible to it and more willing to just accept that as part of life and just keep calm and carry on. Yeah. So to speak. I think it was a lot, a lot harder as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not, it's not even like, sometimes I worry about talking about this because I know the human mind tends to create hierarchies of superiority. And it's not to say that, everybody who feels called to this kind of, you know, who resonates with a conversation like this is superior in their level of consciousness. It's more just, it's just a, a natural evolution. It's just a pro progression that we're experiencing, but so many of us, our mission, I know it certainly is for me a huge part of my mission and so many people that I've encountered to clean up all, Cause it's just, it's like sludge. It's like garbage pollution beliefs and wounds and pain and trauma every which where that is completely influencing our ability to access our true, I just call it our blueprint. Cause when I look into it, it's like the, I don't know, the essence of who we can actually be the intended essence of who we can actually be. And there's all this sludge that's burying it. And the only way to get through the sludge is like to work through it layer by layer. And we're all here kind of working hard at it. And it sounds very unglamorous, but what you said that it's a, every time we do it, it's a great service to ourselves and to the whole of humanity is absolutely true. Because then when you look at subsequent generations, everything that we've succeeded at having cleaned up, we don't hand down in the same way to the next Mm -hmm. generations mm -hmm. of humans so they are more free to access you know who they really can be yeah yeah definitely and I, I do believe we're in this this period at the moment where we are moving towards well a better world uh, essentially and I think that a lot of people a lot of the children being born right now will have access to they'll be more spiritually awakened at an earlier age than probably I was and previous generations so it's, it's it's an unfolding event right now but I certainly certainly feel that we're on the right path in humanity I, ho I hope so anyway <laughs> yeah I feel like I feel like we are too and it is I love that mantra that you shared because I don't have that specific mantra but that's kind of the philosophy that like is one of the gifts that I received from my son was being able to accept whatever is happening right now and understand that actually I'm okay that even if I'm in like, you know, pain and my brain is trying to resist what's happening, all I have to do is surrender to it. And it turns out I'm okay. And I feel like that's something that's being challenged and activated for all of us right now as we, for example, like I'm sure the, the people that you love <laughs> wish who are like totally pro jab, wish that you would be pro jab and they're worried about you. And you are like, oh my God, this is crazy experimental, like transhumanist, yeah. you know, ah, I'm not getting that. And, and uh, I wish you wouldn't too. And it's exactly the only place we can meet is that place of like surrender to what's happening. And that's what allows the highest timeline to evolve. But our human brains tend to think that surrendering 
surrendering to what's happening, meaning accepting it as it is and as it comes, is like, like we equate surrender with giving up. But the only thing you're giving up is your human resistance, which is taking up so much energy <laughs> and yielding <laughs> no results. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the surrender okay. part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not surprised that that would have resulted in that f- experience you described of like combining that with binaural beats and just like coming into a place of greater and greater peace and acceptance within yourself would have resulted in feeling like, like a negative thought entity leave mm-hmm. your, leave yeah. your energy field. Yeah, actually. And it also reminded me of a time that was uh, slightly before that when I was, I was in America actually, and I did a Camp America, <laughs> probably familiar with all that. There was a moment when I was, I was traveling just after and I was with a friend and it was, I had, you know, I had freedom, I was visiting new places, but I had this kind of, I was really, really feeling down and I just couldn't understand why. What I did was I, um, I, I was sitting on, I was sitting on a Greyhound bus traveling, I think I was traveling to Boston at the time. And I was just having all these negative thoughts, despite the fact that I was on holiday, I should be having fun. And I um, took out my, the, the journal I had and I just went to the back and I just wrote down everything that I just didn't like about myself or everything that was on my mind, wrote it all down closed the book put it away and that was a real sense of sense of re- release then as well and I think that's and I've heard that recently from someone as a, as a technique that people use to as a, a you write it down and you burn the uh, burn it and it kind of releases it so somehow I managed to do something similar so again that, that's another thing that kind of helped me <laughs> help me get through the, the, that period and re- yeah, release those unnecessary thoughts yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's a beautiful technique that makes a lot of sense to me I had never heard that before but that makes a lot of sense because then you're just rather than having it cycling around in your mind it's like you you have somewhere to put it you can direct it somewhere and then just move it out of your yeah field of consciousness so theoretically putting it in a box and then putting locking it up (laughs) yeah only I like burning it though because then it's like it's really yeah <laughs> yeah I think I should have I should have burned it it was just it was also the same book that had my my notes of the of the of the trip so <laughs> like, maybe I could have torn it out yeah. and burn it or something but um, yeah yeah looking back so do you but, feel like uh, you you had so much depression because you were do you think it's possible that you're just very empathic and really affected by other people's energies but you didn't know that about yourself and so. I was definitely um, someone who wanted to make everyone happy, you know, that, that kind of, that kind of person. And it did troll me if people didn't like me or felt someone didn't like me. So I think that can, that can hold you back because now I'm a little bit more able to just say that some people might not like me and that's fine. You know, I think it's just difficult growing up, isn't it? Sometimes. I mean, I wouldn't say I've had a, had a difficult family upbringing or anything like that. So I can't sort of, <laughs> say anything about that my, my parents were very good so I, um, to me so I can't say that was the reason but it just it just ha- happened when I was six this kind of feeling that I needed to yeah to, to, to be someone just to serve it's, it's don't know where it came from really mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah that's super interesting that it just sort of showed up when you were six years old like I need to be a better version or a cooler or more amazing version Uh, of myself in order to be worthy of to be liked yeah 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 but I do I agree with you that growing up is hard and being a human is hard and I say that in my Facebook group a lot because I know that for me I also had a really good upbringing and like my parents were you know they they had their blind spots and their own things that they were working out but they were together they had a pretty good relationship they worked they loved us they took care of us like they did they did right by me by all accounts and they still do I'm so lucky and I couldn't ever say that I had you know like a a hard childhood in the same way that some people do and so I felt really guilty for a long time for being depressed really guilty because I felt like I had no right and then eventually I accepted that being a human is just hard and like being a teenager is hard you know having that onboarding of like excruciating self-awareness that comes in all of a sudden but without the like you know the benefit of life experience to put it all into perspective it's just Mm -hmm. so hard being a human on earth especially under a paradigm of 
lies is hard. It's really Mm -hmm. hard. And you can't always put your finger on it. But I think, you know, the fact that a lot of people have depression is not an indication of any kind of character weakness. And it's not always an indication of a bad upbringing. It's sometimes just an indication of being like, human yeah exactly (laughs) like being self-aware but being human and being in a system that doesn't make any sense and witnessing things that you know are painful and strange and yeah it's a it's a hard experience to be here it's beautiful it's beautiful Uh but it's also really hard yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so I'm really interested also to hear, I would, I mean, to the extent that you're willing to share more about what you perceive as going on now, because you said in, in the little write up that you gave me that you started researching, like more of the agendas of like, I think it was AI agendas the true history of humanity, ETs, things like that, mind control. And so what, to whatever, again, to whatever extent you feel comfortable sharing, what's your view of what's happening, what's been happening on earth and what's going on right now? Yeah, I think it's, well, there's a lot to go through. I, I, have, I was following the kind of the Q plan uh, in 2020. And I think, I do, I do think that's, that's real, as in there is an inside aspect to the military in America that recognized, although going all the way back to the assassination of JFK, that recognized a a threat to what make America what it is at the land of the free. And and I've I've been listening to a lot about what happened to the constitution and how that was changed. And so there was a, a plan that was put together and possibly going back that far and ever since, there's been almost like an interplay between these this, these two factions, service to self, service to others, over the, the course of, of the history. And, and it's been so effective on the world. And, and I think the plan is now unfolding now to basically move us into the, to the next level of the planet. So when, when I look, look at it, it's part of my kind of, I'm going to say sort of 5D consciousness. I'm not there yet, but when I do have those sort of 5D thoughts, I, I do see the, the deep state, the evil that's going on as potentially a necessary part of the of the journey that this planet has to go through the, to get to get to the next kind of state in its evolution. It's it's part of how how do you know how evil can, evil can be until, until you witness it? How and and it's an it's horrible. Uh, I don't want to sort of excuse what's going on at the same time when I when I look at it I have to kind of almost see it as as a part of of what's needed and the the worse they are the higher we'll go kind of thing so it's it's part of an evolution of a a planet I'm not sure if if it's (laughs) if it's as bad as this in other parts of the universe but it's certainly been seems quite seems quite bad what's been going on if it's all true I mean I do think it is true about all the all the children and everything. It's all the all that horrific stuff, but it's it does seem something that's it's part of the evolution, as I said, and and has been um, something that's been prophesized. And I've been looking at the from the, the Bible and various other prophecies going back that show this is it's it's, it's it was meant to be. It's meant to happen, and I think a lot of people thought that maybe. 2012 was the year that this might happen in terms of the main prophecy and all that. But I think that was the kind of the catalyst point that started this journey up till now. And, and 2020 was, was the moment at which planet Earth, Gaia decided, right, this is it. Those who are with me, they are coming. <laughs> and those who are not, then, then, that, then they're off to somewhere else. And I, I do think that most people will, will ascend to this next, 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 next level where we will have access to, um, a, a, there is a technological breakthrough, I think, coming in terms of being able to maybe go out there and, and uh, see what's out, outside our our, um, our planet, but, and other med beds and all these things. But I think the biggest journey will happen within consciousness, being able to read Akashic records and, and see more into why are we here? I think mean, that's the biggest question, isn't it? Why are we here and are we alone? But and getting answers to those questions would probably be a huge thing for me and for humanity, you know. So I see I see that happening. 
but it's still probabilistic, as you say. And I'm just just praying every day that uh, that, that we get there. Yeah, I I really have a similar perspective insofar as like reconciling the darkness and and similarly not in any way I don't know minimizing or brushing off how intense the darkness is and the suffering that results from it but similarly what I've been shown is that it's part of 3D it's part of it's part of the consciousness experience and 3D is is like you said like how can you know that you're light if you or that you are service to self if you or service to others if you don't know what service to self is like it has yeah. to anchor that free will and this is the realm that i i've been shown from all the different dimensions of consciousness this is the realm where free will reigns supreme because there's so much polarity that it creates so much choice and that's the journey of the soul within this realm is to encounter itself at all these different levels and choose their own adventure through as many incarnations as Mm -hmm. they you know have and learn about who they really are and ultimately what we all learn is i am one with all but some souls just take a really long detour to return back to that oneness. And that's their, that's their path. And, you know, there's so many subtleties and nuances that whenever I start talking about it, like every time I start talking about the darkness, (laughs) I get this self-censorship thing happen where I'm like, you're going to put your foot in your mouth and you're going to sound like, like an asshole that's spiritually bypassing, but it's just sort of like have like finding a way to accept that, everything is well except everything as it is like your your mantra i think going back to that kind of 5d consciousness mindset that i occasionally sort of find when i get into sort of deeper thoughts or have downloads as i now might call them i do uh, i did have this sort of thought that a belief that everything is love basically at the oneness level everything is love love is creating the universe or is is all present and but love can be expressed in service to others or service to self, as you say. And if you think about what the most loving being is in the service to self realm, you'd probably think of the, the most darkness as in they're willing to accept the most immense suffering of those around them to get the, the most for themselves. And if you, if you see them as almost like that kind of full end of the polarity in the service to self spectrum, but it's, it's still love at the end of the day. And then if you thought of thinking as well about people who come here, they, they have a they sort of contractually sign up to some sort of experience on earth. And for some, some it could be a possibility that those that suffered under the, the harshest realities that they've had down here, that they, their service to others um, love in the kind of, in the higher ether <laughs> is what brought them here to, to serve as the victim to service to self person so it's it's hard when you're in this 3d world this polarity and you see the dark and the light and you just really want justice and everything you eventually some at moments get that kind of 5d consciousness you you see everything is loved and it it doesn't it does matter but it you can just you can walk through it and 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 it's, it's not i don't have that feeling all the time but you know that's something that that's helped me kind of be, be more accepting of the situation that we're in this weird situation that we're in right now in the world mm-hmm. i i agree so much like that we have these more and more of us are having more and more of these 5d sort of moments of lucidity where we can see it's almost like you can flow with all of the moving variables and not be at conflict with any of them and then our and then we snap back into 3d where our brain wants to categorize it and put value judgments on anything, everything, and like arrange it into, you know, some kind of like linear, understandable hierarchy or construct. And it's, we're all sort of dancing back and forth between the two right now and doing, Um, doing our best, but, and that's what makes it hard to, to talk about. Like I completely feel what you were saying. And then I can feel where trying to fit it into human words makes it, challenging and like uh you know some of the energy gets lost some of the meaning gets lost because our human words are a reflection of our 3d thought processes (laughs) 
Well, I think, yeah, language is a reflection of consciousness and mm. a lot of the language is there to, to suppress us and to, to stop us ascending. And if you, you don't really see it until you start to... I've heard some really good podcasts from others that have spoken and just shown how words are there to do that. Like, for example, like the week, weekend, you think, oh, it's just the weekend, but you get weakened at the weekend. That was quite... I was like, well, yeah, actually. Yeah. You know, things like that, you know, or in the, you, you're in a daze during the week or the days there's there's a lot of words that you see there's a double meaning that kind of it's, oh, it's, it's a reflection of consciousness i don't know if someone deliberately did it but there's a there's a feeling that um language is is suppressing us so we if we want to ascend maybe we need to find new words new ways to express ourselves that allow us to feel more empowered as humans mm-hmm. yeah it's it's so it's so interesting like when you start to when you start to realize how much is stacked against the evolution of our consciousness, it's mm-hmm. almost mind boggling because you you can't unsee it. And then your brain starts seeing it everywhere. And all, oh, no, yeah. of, all of the myriad ways that, you know, systems have been created to keep us at this level. Just distracted or yeah. suppressed, yeah. But, but what I've also seen through the, through the Akashic records is that we, the, the ascension is inevitable and it's already, it's playing out, but it's already happened. Like it's already been selected on on the, or solidified on the higher dimensions. And now the physical aspect is like the slowest because it's the vibrations have slowed down to, you know, create density. And it's Mm -hmm. the last part to catch up with the whole thing. So on the 3d level it seems like it's still in process but it's already happened and that even yesterday i was in a reading with somebody and she was expressing concern about this so i went into the akashic records she was concerned about all the people who are being tricked into you know not understanding the truth and afraid that they weren't going to be able to choose their ascension and they were going to get trapped here and what i was shown is that the huge majority of people have already chosen ascension they're just their human selves are just waking up mm-hmm. whenever they do you know what i mean like so some of them yeah. don't seem awake yet but there's going to be some trigger some catalyst that wakes them up because most souls are really excited to go on to what's like next available to us and anyway it's the natural current of evolution so in in order to choose to stay in this realm of lower consciousness, it's actually harder energetically. We have to swim against the current of like God and the universe evolving just to stay in that lower frequency. Uh, But that that's also part of free will that all the souls that choose to stay there, Mm -hmm. they still have, you know, they're, they're still learning experience or adventure or however we want to see it available for them that they still want to to play within in those lower dimensions of consciousness so it's all it's all actually okay and the huge majority of us are going going that that, that played my mind a lot in 2020 when I mean I I was I was okay learning about all this stuff and figuring it all out but not really want didn't feel compelled to share it with everyone or or tell everyone it's the truth or be kind of you know, wake everyone up, as, as, as I probably say now, until obviously 2020, COVID, and then hearing about this, that, that, can I say vaccine? Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people aren't saying that word, like vaccine or the jab or whatever. But I've got to accept that, as you say, that people are on their own journey. And they'll, and I know that people are consenting now but they don't they're being tricked and that's not that's not true consent I don't think so I think there's a there's a path but that was that, that took me a while and I, I really struggled with that in, in 2020 sort of trying to figure out how I'm gonna how I'm gonna help people and almost save them from this diabolical situation but then they just wouldn't they won't listen to what I say and they don't understand or they don't want to know and I, I've just got to accept that so as hard as it is I have been <laughs> keeping even quite, although occasionally, you know, I might throw something in there, a few seeds as they were, but uh, ultimately I've got to accept that everyone's on their own journey. I mean, we'll get there despite the fact that it still seems like most world still seems <laughs> best to sleep. 
Yeah. I mean, it, se- it seems to me like the awakening just keeps gathering momentum. Like it's just spreading so mm-hmm. fast, but I think that was a great point that you brought up that they're not really consenting because they're being, they're being tricked. Like even for me recently, I learned more about what is in these injections let's call them that because you can't call them vaccines they don't they're not like the vaccine even i think even the manufacturers call them gene therapy yeah exactly Exactly. like they aren't they aren't manufactured their mechanism of action is nothing like what we have ever previously seen in vaccinations so they can't even be called that and also they've never been uh, properly tested so we don't know that they provide any kind of immunity to anything so we still we can't call them yeah based on that that, that's that's the bit that i don't understand why people would take it because they they haven't seen any proof that it actually helps it's just it's the word isn't it the the programming around the word vaccine is so powerful Mm -hmm. they don't even question it and that you know that's that's generations old really generations old and the fear the fear in us that has been fanned like that that flame of fear has been fanned up to a fever pitch around death Mm. and i think that's it too like where there are people who are so afraid of dying. And yet that's an inevitability that we face every single moment of every day of our lives. Like we're mortal. That's just the way it is. And mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like yeah. that was also a gift that I received from my son was like really being able to come to terms with death as part of the well, human experience. Uh, is it death though? It's, we're just passing through, I think. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because the, it's just the body that leaves. It's just mm-hmm. that the body, the consciousness goes on. It's that fear of the unknown of what's on the other side of it that has been so uh, used against us that people mm-hmm. are willing to, willing to take a massive risk with their health just to believe that they are choosing safety and, but mm. it, it isn't with their consent. So, and free will is free will I've seen is a law. Like it, like they, the tricky service to self actions figure out, you know, tricky ways to trick around it, but they don't actually get it. They don't get free will. They can't compel free will. You can't manipulate free will. It is yeah. sovereignty. Anyway, consent happening from a manipulated place is only something that happens in the 3D, but the soul who has the whole vantage point, it's just the human that's consenting to the trickery, but the soul can see the whole thing and the soul, the bulk of the soul is going to choose ascension. I mean, there may be one or two people that know about the agenda, know about the transhumanism and everything and actually want that. (laughs) Maybe there's a few. But, yeah maybe i i know that's so important the vast, vast majority are, are not in that place so mm-hmm. yeah yeah but it's it's a lot to it's a lot for us to think about like sometimes i i say to alex my husband alex like in the evenings we've taken to lately going to bed <laughs> with our daughter at like eight o'clock, which is so funny. But you know, we have a two year old and I'm pregnant and we feel old. But it's also too like, sometimes I'm like, well, what are we going to do get up and watch something and like, there's just so much less available that I can watch anymore. Because now I have this whole new level of literacy to what I'm watching and what it's programming me for. And I can't get like, I can't believe in it. And I can't put my energy towards it so I've I've been unable to watch tv properly really I mean I can watch a few things I I do watch movies with the family but they like things with Will Ferrell in and stuff and having seen certain pictures of him at certain places doing dark stuff I feel like I can't watch that but I I do because you have to but yeah it's really hard now to find things to watch really on tv yeah and, um, yeah so which has given us like all kinds of time to listen to podcasts and ponder yeah <laughs> things like the our current you know global situation of consciousness <laughs> like, yeah yeah oh it's challenging well I I appreciate you coming on here and sharing your perspective so much and sharing your journey and I really I mean the big the big takeaway for me that I hope will really resonate with certain people I'm sure it will is that the power of that mantra because ultimately like especially in the face of all of our biggest fears that are being really played on right now 
all, all we can do is come back to our point of power and our point of power is to accept the moment as it is. And mm -hmm. so I feel like that, yeah. that mantra that you found that has worked for you is extremely liberating and is like truly one of the keys to, you know, yeah. navigating life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. It's been a real pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I've um, given some words of wisdom to someone out there. Maybe, I don't know, but uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Thank you everybody for listening and giving us your very precious time and attention today. I hope you have a beautiful day or night wherever you are and I'll catch you on the next episode guys. Hello, beautiful soul. Thank you so much for listening to third eye awakening. If you love the show and you want to show me some support as well as get some rich and awesome extra content, then you can support me through Rockfin or Patreon. It really goes a long way to help me create Third Eye Awakening and keep it free for everyone and ad free because isn't that nice? Isn't it so nice to listen to a podcast without any ads on it? I feel like it is. No shade to anybody who puts ads on their podcast, but I just love creating content and I love having ad free content. So in order to do that, I've created a Rockfin account and a Patreon account with all kinds of juicy conversations and solo rants and riffs and sort of trainings on spiritual topics, metaphysical topics, just cool shit to anchor in some of that multidimensional light consciousness and expand your mind. Thank you always so much, whether you choose to support or not. It just means the world to me to have you listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me on this episode. I appreciate you more than my words could ever say. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and I will catch you on the next episode.